welcome back to the GCDSU Diversity in STEM podcast. Diversity in STEM is a GCDSU campaign aiming to highlight and support the range of backgrounds and identities in STEM. This podcast aims to be a discussion with individuals from underrepresented groups about their experiences in STEM, the work that they do, and their views on how to make STEM both more diverse and more accessible. On this episode, Diversity in STEM committee members Luca Nana spoke to Rucha Benare, a third-year biomedical engineering student and current Laidlaw Foundation research scholar. They spoke about her experience as a woman in engineering and the unique challenges of being an international student and a student in STEM. Right, so hi and welcome to this episode of Diversity in STEM. First of all, I'll just let you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Rucha Bernare. I'm from different places in India. I've been here for the past three-ish years and I'm a, I'm a biomedical engineering student who is an overachieving nerd and who loves to talk random scientific and philosophical mumbo-jumbo and yeah, that's me. Awesome. Well, since you're in biomedical engineering, I was wondering what would you say was the main factor influencing you in your decision to study engineering? Um, honestly, I have been one of those who has always loved the interdisciplinary nest of biology and physics. And I just love the like the matters that they have. I, I always couldn't choose one or the other. And so like I was very passionate about basically a nerd who loved science. And I was like, I was trying to understand the best way to apply this love of my passion for biomedical engineering. It's just the passion of trying to help people through the medical or like healthcare sector, even though I had zero idea of what it's to come for me. I just wanted to use the applications of the science. And that's why I was like, yeah, engineering seems good enough for me. Yeah. Very good. Um, so it's a, is it a five-year integrated master's? And at what point did you, you're already specializing in the biomedical side of it. So when did you get to do that? So Trinity offers this lock of modules that are like general for the first two years. So we don't get to specialize until third year. In third year, we do get to specialize a bit and then we get even more specialized in some areas that we prefer. And that will be in fourth and fifth year if we do masters. If we do bachelors, it will be just four years and then you're free to go. Cool. And um, would you say there's a person that influenced you in your decision or someone that inspired you? Honestly, um, it. Well, change has been my constant friend. So it was never one person. It was just just the general idea or every time I would study science, I would be very much resonating with it. So I did have a lot of influence in terms of the type of books I read, the type of scientists I read about, or not even just scientists, just like the fictional characters you would come across when you were a kid, when they use some like superheroes with their gadgets and stuff like that. It was very much nuances like I found solace in understanding that science is indeed used for more than just science it could help people achieve what they have imagined in their lives so it was more the idea and just a few people who have been doing this for the past few years or just scientists like Schrodinger like just those amazing people who have been in the past achieving something that they wanted out of nothing and nowhere 
If you're influenced by media and all these uh, famous people, um, what are the, let's just take on the stereotypes of engineers and are many of them accurate now that you're doing it? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I feel like there's always more to dig into the world of stereotyping because I wouldn't be completely aware of the cultural and socioeconomic factors that the other people might be going through that have led them to understand different stereotypes about engineering that I might not know about. Like there's, you know, multifaceted ways of understanding and seeing engineering. For me, it was all these achievers, just students trying to be something better. For others, it was just, oh, cis straight white man going into the office it was that stereotype which i didn't understand so it was never the fact that uh that was a stereotype for me uh it was more just um people who try to understand they want a job they want to get work with it and that was it it was not a proper stereotype to me although when i came here i, I could sense the fact that the gender ratio it was like 24% and it increased to 26%. Don't trust me with my statistics. We engineers love our approximations. So don't trust us on the numbers right now. Also, I don't speak for everyone again. So my stereotypes are a bit off. But I do understand what you mean by have I been experiencing any of the stereotypes? And in that sense, I think it was more just being of a different background than of being an engineer engineer that I came across. There's a lot of psychological factors that were at play than actually being an engineer. Okay, cool. And you kind of mentioned this, um, but what has been your experience with uh, gender equality or diversity in engineering? And do you think there are some areas that have been addressed successfully or unsuccessfully by the college? I feel like Trinity has actually done a good job in the sense of just the motivation and the rigor that people have shown in the past few years when it comes to like having multiple societies, society events, and just, it's not foolproof. It has always had its flaws. Some of it is very performatory. Some of it is, they, they have the sentiment, they have the spirit, but it's not completely in action. And I get why I understand no one actually has the time or the energy because everyone at the end of the day they're just, just trying to get by and no one actually has the stamina to actually go like against the societal construct that is there's no such thing as us versus them there's no such thing as oh yeah just women are being in the low or down low it's only their downfall there have been multifacets but you know women men non-binary people we all have been battling our own battles and it just when you say have there been issues or have there been help i feel like most of it is there have there have been amazing services given by trinity or not just trinity just any university that i've seen so far in you know different countries that my friends are from it's just it's a long process there is so much to tackle there's so much to actually understand that no one like we all are still changing we all grow every single day it's very hard to understand who is at what level and who has how much empathy and just the level of understanding and and again just because you come from different cultural backgrounds the miscommunication is very widespread so what might come off as arrogant actually might just be transactional and that kind of affects in the sense of when someone is trying to move forward with an agenda for gender equality, you, it might come off as defensive. It might come off as, 
it's not inclusive enough. So I do come across those situations. I've been involved in gender equality society and it has been quite a good and a rough time when it comes to you get to meet or like come across people's opinions that are very widespread and there's a huge spectrum. And at the end of the day, given no one's a villain in their story, it's hard to go completely against them because you also understand where they are coming from. So it's that thin balance of not pushing them away, but also not getting hurt by them. So I don't know if it actually answers your question. I probably have derailed way too much. No, but... it does. It's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, because I was, I mean, I did notice that you were involved in the Gender Equality Society. And that's why I thought maybe you had some insights that maybe we didn't. Yeah, I feel like I still don't understand the complete gravity of the situation. I probably have been given some some platform or just like some resources that others might have not. and other people are more understanding or like more are more aware of the scenario of the matter at hand i'm just one sample in this widespread opinions i'm just one opinion again and i i know like you know just you know a drop in the ocean still makes part of the ocean or some idiom like that but it's still just one of the many facets that i like the society has yet to understand with the societies has it what's that been like um getting involved with them has it been a good way of communicating with other stem students and getting a bit of change with diversity yeah uh, i mean the very fact that you guys approached me because of all the societies i've been involved with just proves mm-hmm. that what i've been doing has had an impact in some way like i've been involved in multiple societies with the hopes that i can make a change in whatever small amount that i can i have been in engineering society for the past 2 3 years actually and just that and being in a non stem society or just co-founding another society on an international level that has really helped me understand the dynamics at hand uh you have so many psychological factors you have this power dynamics the power shift and just the cultural and language barrier that comes across different universities or different just society even like the nature like arts blog when i when i have society meetings in arts blog it has a different vibe not going to lie it still it kind of aligns with the stereotype that hamilton students have with arts blog but honestly it's that beautiful interdisciplinariness the duality of having both the things at the same time having that kind of, being that cultural bridge between a stem society and a non stem society it has really enlightened me in that sense that we all are fighting the same fight at the end is it's that we are trying to understand society and we are trying to help society in different ways and i think just putting yourself out there putting yourself in different societies has helped me not just network but also understand myself a bit like how do i fit in uh, in the society how do i navigate through my own issues by getting inspired by the way people fight their own fights so it's really interesting to see how people project their problems on others and how you you are not supposed to let that happen but you are also not supposed to do that either so that the thin line of not getting walked over or not walking over people like these little things are something that won't be taught to you in the classroom and it's something you have to learn by yourself empathy and compassion can't be learned unless you put yourself out there among other people in your life 
You mentioned there a few times differences, cultural differences and differences in mentality. Do you think that was a big factor in your education? Oh, definitely. Uh, I would say the first year for me, especially, was mostly navigating what my expression, like just it comes through the little things like having some sense of fashion or like even some sense of the way you talk, the way you act around people, the way you look around things, it gets affected because you have come from a background or different backgrounds where you have learned to approach certain thing in a certain way. And then you come to a new country, you are reborn and you are trying to understand, do I still want to adopt my previous cultural factors or do I want to completely erase them? Or do you want to incorporate the best of both worlds? That kind of agenda, like it's very arbitrary. You'll come to realize you get to choose how you are shaped. You get to choose who you want to be. It's very hard to do that because given the fact that we are adults only after we come to university, we have always grown to have an authoritarian figure in our lives or multiple authoritarian figures. So when you come in university, you're trying to latch onto the next authoritarian figure and that doesn't happen. So we are kind of like rudderless uh, ship in a sea where you don't have direction and you're trying to understand. So when that happens, and you're still navigating that, and you still have a lot of cultural barrier in that sense, like the way you might be texting someone or the way you are receiving a text, the way you interpret it is probably not the way they meant it to be. And that leads to further miscommunications. And that leads to further problems or like problematic scenarios, especially if you're very much involved in a tight-knit web. One thing could lead to another. There could be problems and fights, not really fights, but misunderstandings that could lead to further consequences. So sometimes you have to understand there are some things out of your control. The best you could do is try to be as empathetic as as understanding, not just about others, but about yourself, that you're still trying to navigate something you don't even understand. So yeah, there's Mm. definitely a lot of cultural differences in that sense. Yeah, the being international student seems like this sort of freedom that you're, you know, coming to a completely new place, but yeah, there are still those kinds of difficulties and something we yeah something we all go through meet, meeting new people in, in university yeah look that that's a really good point it's just not even just the international students it's it's all my irish friends when they tell me yeah like even then like they are also experiencing this new international culture like it's exhilarating it's scary for them as well to meet new people so we all are on the same ground in that sense that everyone's a stranger and it's it's exciting but also it's very you know it's enraging to understand that you're not understanding anything sometimes and you're trying to navigate who who your herd is are you able to be a social person and there's a bit of you know a learning curve to that I guess it comes back to that so then would you say there are some like unique challenges um, for international students in Trinity um I I do I do think there are certain challenges but then again I feel like everyone does have challenges it's just some complexities are simpler than the other complexities so it would be that some problems do they're definitely added stress and this is not in any form discrediting all the problems and the stresses non-international students have it's just saying international students have certain problems that are for instance there are problems back at home there are you hear sad news about someone you love miles away and there's nothing you could do about it. 
And despite that, you have to move on, do your assignments, meet new people. You, you have this distance definitely adds on to the new challenge that how do you navigate these long distance relationships and not even just in the relationships or it's just the family matters at hand. How do you not let that affect your experiences here? How do you not let that affect how you perform in different aspects of your life. So there are added problems like that. You Some people are more homesick than the others. They have the, the cultural shock that they have to go through by themselves. And usually they have their parents as their support system or not even not parents, just friends as their support system. Even just little factors like temperature or just the way people live, just the noises, the environmental background. It's those little things that people don't understand or like people don't register. Like even the fact that melatonin levels and like in psychology, we learned the fact that, you know, less sun leads to more melatonin levels, which leads to more sleepy state, which leads to seasonal affective disorder or just being almost, I don't want to label disorder so easily or so loosely, but it leads to depression. And those little things kind of affect in a multitude, like it's the snowball effect. One thing leads to another, a lot of psychological, and you're also trying to navigate how to be an adult in a new phase. So you're trying to understand the money matters at hand and you you no longer can be a theoretical person. You no longer can sit in your room thinking new things and just having the food that your mom gave or any non-parental force gave you and just go about doing your work. Now you have to defend yourself in multitude of manners. You have to defend yourself just when, not really defend in that sense, but the experiences you encounter on the buses, just walking, they're not always positive. You have to remember that some people have it worse than the others. And that's something a lot of students don't understand. Like the next person sitting next to you might actually have just encountered something unusual to them on the, in the middle of a road, but they have to have a straight face and do the next assignment as if nothing happened. You know, those little things like that. And I get it, like students at our age don't have, no one has the patience or the time or even just the energy to think about so much for others because they are all have their own problems. But it's definitely very important to let you know, platforms such as yourselves have just bring that to light that people do have little problems like maybe coming back from a breakup and despite having those intense emotions, they confront someone who's being slightly racist and you still have to deal with your complicated relations at the same time going through a normal routine, going in a normal bus and then confronting something as sad as that and sometimes people are used to it and that's the worst part Mm. people are used to it's just a regular day to them and that shouldn't be the case but that is the case so those little things like that first year is definitely hard for people who are trying to navigate things like that it's just a day in their life yeah 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 and it's great you um, bring that up because I think a lot of us you know either are or know international students and those are some things we don't think about that often you know that they might be struggling with something in the background so it's I think that's a great point yeah I suppose the big question then is who do you talk to if you're 
yeah, a first year international student, you're just trying to make friends and all that. You're away from family and, and everything, you know, the yeah. next thing you're doing. With. <laughs> that is indeed a very hard question, even though it's so simple, simply phrased. It's, it again depends on how social or how much of an introvert slash extrovert slash ambivert you are. It really affects because I was lucky enough to have good people in my life that kind of, you know, made me believe that despite there's evil in people, there is also very much goodness in there. So despite meeting up, like having such monstrous encounters, you would have people to fall back to. And that only happens if you do have friends in your life that kind of are in the same boat. And even if not, there are good people out there. It's just for that to happen, you do have to put yourself out there. You do have to explore a bit. And that is definitely hard during times like COVID when people can't even get out of their flats. I'm guessing that's very much the situation at Trinity Halls right now. It's very hard for them to socialize or just people who live by themselves. It's very hard to see. There's only so much they could do over the internet and just, you know, just follow Trinder. That's so much they could do. That's not a lot of socializing for people and using that as a common topic. So, but Trinity does have counseling services, Nightline, all those good services. I know they're very much exhausted in that sense that there's a huge waiting list and all that procedural time crunching commitments people have, but it's good to see that Trinity is trying for that, but even that doesn't happen. I have had good people in my life who told me to look for counseling. And that's the thing. I know it's the it's either the ego or the pride that we all have that, oh, we probably don't need therapy. It's not that big a deal. Or, you know, people have this reporting bias. Oh, it probably like, it's not me. It's not like my, my, my problems are not that big a deal that is probably stopping people from actually reaching out for help. And it's something that you have to realize on your own in that sense. You have to actually have that harsh reality, the ringing that yes, indeed, I do want support. Even if that's not the case, I think that's a bit too serious or dark of a discussion in that sense. Oh, do you really need counseling just before that? Counseling or just having friends it takes a while. Some things you do have to navigate on yourself. I know it's a bit bleak to say that, but you do have to, there, there's a bit of independency that everyone must have because there, no one actually understands you better than yourself because no one has gone through the similar situation as your, yourself. No one understands your socioeconomic background the way you do. So there's a bit of individual assessment that needs to be done. And I know I sound very like didactic or like very much, oh yeah, you're on your own, toodles. Yeah, but it's it's a bit harsh, but some, some things you have to do by yourself. So, but of course you do need humans in your life and just the social, humans have the social need to belong. So yeah, just putting yourself out there. Don't be scared. Everyone is just as scared as you are. I think that's something you should all remember. So to help yourself get out there, just talk to that random stranger. It's okay. Maybe not, don't get into trouble though. Don't talk to way too many strangers in an obscure park. Don't do that. It's just, if you know someone on campus, if you have seen their face once, maybe just a, a, a good smile or a good hello really goes a long way. That's how I 
I've met some of my best friends, just me annoying them in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's, that's and, actually great advice. <laughs> I wasn't sure. That was a huge rant. I really forgot what the question was, Anna. But thank you for that. Honestly, no, just, yeah, go for it. Because I think, if nothing else, you definitely answered one of my questions, which was <laughs> what kind of advice would you give people in first year or second year that might be struggling? And I think that was perfectly summed up. I can... Oh, that's, yeah, I feel honored because, yeah, I feel like the younger self, my younger self was much wiser than I am right now. I am very chaotic right now. Just all the, um, just the fact that the, the, the material world has thrown me so many, like, just the mundane tasks, you know, you, you have to do the dishes, you have to get groceries, you gotta do it all by yourself, that kind of like all those exhaustion that comes because of the non- productive for a STEM student that is very non-productive you know all you want to do is you know study what you love and yes look yes exactly like study what you love just get by get free food but that doesn't happen you know th those physical activities have like deterred me from being a philosopher that I was when I was 15 I'm kidding guys I'm not a philosopher I'm just a simple girl who loves to rant but uh yeah it's just that um the, the, the advice, if I do have to answer the question, even though you're saying I did, thank you for that. The advice I would, I, I would give is, you will get what you deserve. In that sense, um, not, it, you, if you do put in the hard work, but also not really like go all in and without any backup or like without any sentiment about caring for yourself, that is not gonna work. But no matter how hard you try, you only will stick with people, with the things that are really meant for you. It is a thing. You have to go with the flow. You have to ebb with the flow. There is no, no matter how hard you try, at the end, you will realize some things are not fit for you. You will eject yourself out of that. So before, instead of going through all those strenuous activities just to fit in, it's better to take a step back let it wash over you and, and accept the fact that maybe some things won't work out and that is okay. And good things will happen if you put in the good work or if you have faith in, it's very biblical. I'm not a religious person. I'm trying to get all like mystical or like, you know, I don't know, it's just see, celestial wise, but honestly, like sometimes it's just hard work, but also just the fact that you have to trust the process. Sometimes that helps. I hope that like th those are multiple answers to your question and I hope you feel great now. I do. I do. It's perfect. <laughs> Definitely. So um, since you gave others advice now, I was just wondering if you kind of, you know, reflect on your first year, do you think there are certain things you might want to change or do differently? I could just say no, but no, if, if I do, want to change something it's almost as if I, I do accept the consequences of the actions I've had so far because in that stage that person has taken those decisions because she has had certain mentality that she felt that was right to do so it's very hard to actually answer that just not I would say not to be too harsh on yourself because just not just her just anyone in any profession 
if you're ambitious it's very hard to you sometimes get lost in the darkness because you're trying to achieve multiple things at once and you're trying to achieve something that you don't even understand you're trying to find something that you don't know what you're trying to find in that process you're very much harsh on yourself because you think there's a certain level of expectations or goals you have to reach even though you don't completely understand them and then you end up berating yourself for it berating yourself for something you don't even understand and that is very unfair and i think i have done that a lot i also try to justify the way people have acted towards me in positive and negative sense but there's only so much people can exploit someone's empathy and compassion so for that i would say to stop being too hard on yourself in that sense to you know go with the flow yeah, it's particularly difficult at the moment. You mentioned, you know, the, those basic tasks, you know, that feels like enough, but at the same time, you know, missing all that social life and everything. Yeah, it's difficult to to balance that and, you know, feel like you're missing out and therefore being hard on yourself, you know, because of those things. Yeah, but you still like accomplished a lot like during these past few years because I mean I don't want to sound like a stalker but I did <laughs> find your LinkedIn and I did notice that you were in so many societies and you were did you get a scholarship as well recently? Yeah so it's a it's a late law scholarship and yeah so 25 people from Trinity are selected each year for it and yeah it gives me two internships over the course of two years so it so yeah, it's a. It, there was a lot of hard work at, behind the scenes, of course. Like there's definitely a lot of hard work, but also good people in my life who have helped me a long way, who have inspired me again. Just you know, some temporary people have permanent effects. So thank you for stalking me, Anna. It's a great feeling. No, it's You're fine. Welcome. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I mean I brought it on myself. Like it's out there. So, but yeah, yeah. It just, I think it it was. It was me just trying to do my best to help people because some people have helped me become who I am. So I feel like it's my duty to return it to the society, even though it, it's something not everyone has to do. It's just me. Nobody asked me to do it. It just I have no other thing to offer to society other than my energy. So I'm and I'm happy doing it. Like some people don't feel comfortable doing it and that's okay. There is no obligation. I know in today's world where like LinkedIn has, you know, taken over with the announcements and posts, it's so hard to feel accomplished. It's so hard to be actually proud in the achievements you have. But and this is coming from someone that people probably are perceiving as an overachieving nerd, which I am. I know that I do have a problem, but it's coming from me when I say it's okay not to achieve things right now, or it's okay to not achieve multiple things right now. It comes when it has to come. You get what you deserve again. And at the end, you do want to have the achievements that you do actually want. So getting titles that you might not like it's not going to bring you happiness and it takes time. Some people, most of my friends actually don't know what they want to do. And that is okay because this is the time for you to explore. It just, I was lucky enough to really get to do what I'm passionate about. And that's why I'm, I'm in that overdrive right now. I'm also still navigating how to slow down, how to understand my achievements, because again, nothing is ever enough. We are always trying to strive 
to get somewhere or something and do something better. It's very hard to achieve or like very hard to appreciate what we have. And yeah, it's, it all looks good on the outside, but there's also a lot of hard work and a lot of sleep deprived weeks where I do have to be like, okay, now you really have to calm down. You have to understand you have a life. You have to, you know, just take a deep breath. I'm very, I'm very thankful for all this, like the scholarships and the different committees that have always been so supportive because I understand that's not the sentiment everyone shares that, oh my God, despite pandemic, not everyone's going to feel energetic to do work. And that is okay. It's just some people cope with that a bit differently. And I happen to be one of those who copes up with it by doing a lot of work. And it's fine. Like, I would be happy for someone who has just actually have taken care of themselves. That would be an achievement in itself. And I think people should recognize that, that they are living during a time when people are not living. So it's, it's very important for people to understand that it's okay. It's okay to be, just be. Yeah, that's a great point, especially now with all of those internships and stuff, exactly. you know, like it's just too much sometimes and it's yeah it's important to sort of take your time do something you enjoy doing exactly and since we we did kind of mention you know stereotypes in engineering and stuff like that like I think engineering might be one of those areas of study where it's not that easy to feel you know accepted especially because you know a lot of people especially in STEM in general like from what from my experience are you know not overachievers but people that are very ambitious and stuff and I was just wondering if you had any advice for someone who might not be you know feeling great in their area of study or you know might feel like they don't fit in for example in engineering so yeah, of course, again, take everything I say with a pinch of salt because it's just one of the many opinions people should have or shouldn't have. Sometimes you can push through, but sometimes you do have to take a step back, see, is it really worth it? Is it? Don't be scared to change your mind. Don't be scared to, spon- to be spontaneous because best adventures come out of spontaneity. But that is not to say not to have a backup plan. You can't go on one foot saying, oh, yeah, it's fine. I can just drop out and do something without having the... At the end of the day, even though you do, you are passionate about something, you are still a very much a living, breathing human being who has needs. And you, if you want to be actually living, you do have to be a bit free. But for that to happen, you have to be independent enough to achieve what you want and that is not going to happen if you don't have a backup plan in that sense so if if they don't think that they're fitting in well with engineer in terms of just with all those achievements again not everyone has to achieve in the first two years of engineering that is okay we, we don't I know some friends of mine who are, who are doing amazing at the end of their fifth year but they haven't achieved anything the first two years and that is okay people have amazing times regardless of when they achieve what they achieve the, the the key is to have a good perspective in their life if you look at the same and i know it's very easy to say it's very hard to adopt in that sense where people are like when when we are surrounded with so many like 
toxic positivity where it's it's okay to have multitude of hours of working and then that's war for you it's definitely hard to see oh i'm not fitting in well but i still have to push through do that only if you think there is some glimmer of hope if you see something in the near future that this will turn out well then it's fine then you can push through but you don't have to put up with something you don't you don't have to you have to realize by the end of it we life is too short for that we can't that's something it was one of the harsh realities that i had to face this is society is very arbitrary you get to choose there's a bit of free will like despite all these moral social obligations you get to choose what you want to do in your life it's it's a bit hard when there's like financial difficulties but you do get to bargain a bit you do get to it's just have to be a bit spontaneous and creative in that sense and it takes it takes a bit of time and it's okay um what's your laid law project on is it it's two summers you come up with your own research project right um so for layla it's an amazing opportunity and i'm still processing getting it and it, so it's basically i have i get two summers yes two summers in first summer i do a bit of research with this amazing professor dr david hoy he uh, he's part of biomedical mechanical and manufacturing engineering at parsons in engineering uh, at trinity he's amazing his research is very fascinating it is the marriage between mechanics and biology and physics and engineering and it's it's an amazing time so i'm researching under his guidance and that will be starting soon it it involves mechanobiology which is this amazing subdivision of biomedical engineering where i get to understand and use the skills that i have used in the past 2 3 years like solid works solid works and like cad modeling and just come up with a better solution for drug testing for osteoporosis so it's a bone related disease that is most common in postmenopausal women but not just women just anyone alike and so i'm basically helping understand and navigate if there's a possibility for organ on chip so that's a whole other thing there's a lot of um future applications and this is again very fluid very not set in stone so don't take my word it's very much like we are still experimenting a lot and i'm very lucky to have that as well as other internships so yeah it's an exciting time but other than that i my friends are also saying rucha you do have to take a few days off before you start that because stop being such an over dramatic over achieving nerd please stop and i'm like i understand you and i swear i want to this is my coping mechanism that's it straight up it's just my nerdy soul loves it so that's why i'm doing it yeah it's so great to see you so passionate sometimes i do feel like a crazy scientist not going to lie ana but on that note i was just wondering cuz you're still you know in the middle of your degree but do you have any plans for the future you know maybe after your i know bachelor's or masters so i'm technically yeah for someone who seems to have her things together i definitely like it's very much calculated chaos so even my next year is very like fluid in that sense like i am probably not here so i actually don't know if i'm going to do my master right away i have no clue i might be just as spontaneous as i'm telling everyone to be right now and not 
continue with what I'm doing and I, I don't know what I'm going to do, honestly. Like, it's, it's very much calculated. I do have certain things, not really goals. It's just certain, you know, bucket list things that I want to do and that it's very much not related to academics. So I just want to navigate my personal life in that sense, just having those kind of multitude. Like there's more to me than just, you know, academics. Like I think we keep like STEM students keep on forgetting that there's more to us than assignments and more to us than society life. Like we are still trying to understand who we are. All these little past events that have shaped us who we are, do we still want to go along with that kind of behavior? Are we still happy with the way we are, the, the type of people we have become, or do we want to be someone else? Do we want to be somewhere else? It's very much in transit. So I generally don't have a, like a plan. Yes, I very much, I'll keep you guys updated. I'm very chaotic like that. Um, I definitely, yeah, the, the very fact that I had to change homes in the past month and I, I almost fled the country, but I couldn't because, you know, COVID and all. So yeah, that's the thing. Despite all those assignments and leading a team project, I was actually facing some other personal problems and just the emotional problems, just the, there's a lot to, yeah, the chaotic mind and just the stress due to exams, I guess. That's the thing. So when you see, you know, like an overachiever, you think the person is just in the corner studying 24 seven, or maybe not, or maybe it's true and that's okay. But there's also more to it than that, that the person might be actually facing certain traumatic events in that area and they're just having a happy face. That is not to say they're being fake, but that is just to saying that's the way they cope. And you have to be just cognizant of the fact that someone might be actually homeless at this point while they look like they're achieving a lot of great deals. That is true. Both the things are true. That's the duality. Like you have good things happening at the same time really sad things happening on the sidelines. So you just have to like understand the balance that STEM students, or not just STEM students, again, just any person, like anyone listening to this. There's a lot in transit, everyone's changing every day. And it's it's a beautiful parental force, change and change in time. So those factors are always going to be constant. And yeah, it's just, I don't know what the point of that again was, but <laughs> but yeah, so it's very much in transit. I don't know what I'm gonna do next, but I'll try to finish the next year at least and then let's see what happens here. Thank you so much. It was such a joy talking to you and getting to know you, getting to know your perspective on things. And I really wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so, so much. Like. I feel honored that you guys approached me with this and I know you guys are doing an amazing job despite everything that has like life is not just throwing you lemons it's throwing you melons and you guys are taking really well and yeah proud of you for that I guess and I feel honored that you guys chose me. Thanks very much for coming. That wraps up the sixth episode of the Diversity in STEM podcast, where we spoke with Rucha, a third-year biomedical engineering student, on her experience as a woman in STEM and an international student. We would like to thank her for being an amazing guest. We would also like to thank our new and returning listeners. We hope to bring you another episode very soon. As the podcast continues and progresses, we would like our listeners to have their say in the guests that we speak to and the discussions that we have. 
If there is anyone in particular that you would enjoy hearing on this podcast in the future, be sure to fill out our feedback form, which will be available on our social media platforms, which are TCDSU Diversity in STEM on Facebook and at TCDSU underscore Diversity in STEM on Instagram. If you have any other ideas or would like to get involved with the campaign in any way, please do get in touch with us.